It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. Studio Boomer Science Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Gio on the fans simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Tuesday morning. CeeLo's in here. He's not supposed to be in here. Boomer's not in here. He is supposed to be in here. Yeah, it's post Super Bowl bliss, baby. Man, I tell you, there is some pressure on us today because we really have been making news here on the Boomer and Geo program for two weeks straight now. If you think about it, from Kay Adams grabbing my man boob to Deontay Johnson of the Steelers responding to me saying that he punched Mitch Trubisky in the face, which is something that I heard. And then yesterday we made even more news as we showed up in more articles in the New York Post for a couple of reasons. One, Boomer had the Keith Hernandez story before anybody else. Keith Hernandez returning to SNY in a three-year deal. He told us that about 24 hours ago. And then Al Duke's tweet about Rihanna smelling her fingers after grabbing a crotch at the halftime show, which is something that Boomer brought up during the program they were taking calls on. That had an article written about it. So there is pressure on us today, Boomer, to keep churning out news because we're not only content creators for WFAN and Odyssey, we're content creators for the newspapers locally here as well. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? You know, good morning, Jay. I'm doing well. Now, I just want to say, yeah, I knew the moment that I saw Rihanna do what she did, that that was what she was doing. I just had to, like, think about it, and I and I had time to think about it until I came in the next morning. You remember how, like, I was reticent to actually say what I said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I knew I saw what I saw. And, you know, I don't, I'm not following anything on Twitter or any of, the, any of that stuff. And then, of course, you know, we start talking about this yesterday, and then the next thing you know, you start seeing all the same, you see tweets from people that had seen the same thing that I had seen. And they started talking about, like, stay classy. Come on, do we really need to do this? Yeah. And that was my point. My point was, I don't know what that was. I don't know why she did that. I, I understand she was announcing she was having another baby. Good for her. I'm happy for her and her boyfriend, whatever. All that stuff doesn't matter. But, you know, the whole scratch and sniff thing was, like, ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I and I know that, oh, look, I'm 61 years old. I, I get it. This is, like, this new thing, I guess. I'm not really sure. But you're, you're, you're dealing with 120 million viewers on Fox, and you'd like to think that you want to go out there, you want to do a great performance, you want to capture everybody's imagination, and I thought that the presentation was in, insane. I mean, insane to a point where it was... It was interesting to watch, but man, the moment I saw that, I was like, ah, enough already. I don't, and I'm I don't need so this. mad at myself that I had missed it and looked down at that moment, or yeah. who the hell knows what I was doing. I didn't even see it live, and I was sitting there watching it. So when you said that, I was like, what? Yeah, so it could have been mistaken, but yeah, it was ended up being a big deal, man. Yeah. You know, and Al Dukes is getting quartered all over the place. His tweet goes, you know, Sports Talk Radio, more people want to talk about Rihanna sniffing her feet. <laughs> 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 As opposed to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Which well, is true. I mean, that's what happened yesterday. You know what? I wanted to open up this morning with a bing bong. You know, because the Knicks own basketball once again here in New York as the, uh, the Nets go into oblivion. And uh, our, our, our guys uh, from Villanova are basically taking over uh, basketball here in New York. And it was great to watch that last night. 
But I guess, you know, the scratch and sniff thing <laughs> seems to be uh, no, no, going no. across all platforms, whether sure. it be sports or entertainment or anything else. Yeah, well, of course, we will uh, hear about the Knicks and talk about the Knicks, and CeeLo's going to have all that. And it was a fun night, and finally being able to beat the Nets. And Hart and Brunson, as you mentioned, uh, were great. We don't have to talk about the scratch and sniff again. I do think, though, that something that was very interesting is another Jets hire that happened yesterday. Yes. And what that means. Now... Todd Downing, you might have remembered his name because he was in the news for a negative thing during the season when he ended up getting uh, pulled over and arrested for a DUI after coming off the team plane with the Tennessee Titans. And that is still something that I'm sure has to be legislated out, sort of like we saw with Zach Scott, the old uh, Mets general manager, that he ended up, those charges were dropped. So I'm sure that there is stuff still going on there legally, but he was in the news and then he wasn't with the Titans any longer. And now he is hired by the Jets as the passing game coordinator. But as just like all of these scrap heap guys... All the scrap peep coaches, the incestuous scrap peep guys, they've got a history. And their history means a lot into what the future of the organization that they just joined may be. Nathaniel Hackett, history with Aaron Rodgers. Todd Downing, history with Derek Carr. Yes, for two years, as a matter matter of fact. And by the way, uh, Nate uh, Nate Burleson, I believe, played with Todd Downing and uh, knows him. And, you know, speaking... The last couple of years about him and their success down there in Tennessee, uh, you know, he said he was a great coach. He made an unfortunate mistake, and thankfully nobody got hurt. Right? Uh, he's he's uh, you know paid a, a deep price with that, losing a job, and then uh, fortunately enough for him, he was able to secure another job. Uh, this is another uh, valued, experienced coach on the offensive side of the ball for the Jets, which is a really good thing, no matter who their quarterback is. Now, the interesting thing here is I, I really thought that. Since the Saints, you know, were so aggressive trying to acquire uh, Derek Carr from the Raiders, that you know maybe something you know was going to happen there, and that the the Raiders would have received some sort of compensation from the Saints. Now that still could happen technically because today is the 14th, obviously Valentine's Day. Uh, they oh, that's to, right, Happy Valentine's yeah, Day. They boy. have they they have to release him, uh, Derek Carr, from the Raiders uh, by tomorrow, or they have to give him a forty million dollar guarantee. So that's not going to happen. They'll release them unless they're still trying to work out a trade or maybe New Orleans is still trying to negotiate with Derek Carr. I doubt that that is happening. I think that Derek Carr's agent, if he's worth anything, probably has spoken to a couple people off the record or via, you know, some other sort of vehicle that, uh, that there are teams that are extremely interested and are extremely, um, panicking right now and, and want to, get an opportunity to try to sign this young man. So uh, I would think that the, the the opportunity for the Jets to at least talk to Derek Carr is going to be there. And depending on how aggressive they are, maybe he comes here. But again, like, uh, so his personality, for me anyway, for me, fits the Carolina Panthers and my buddy Frank Reich, who hired Josh McCown as his quarterback coach this past week. Oh, yeah, these are extreme Jesus guys. All those guys are big <laughs> Jesus guys. And so Josh McCown, of course, we know Frank. Oh, come on. Well, they are. They're huge. I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not I, I mean, judging I, I, one way or another, but they're huge Jesus guys, and the Jesus guys tend to congregate with one another. They're the Jesus magnet, and they come together. So if I'm Derek Carr, then I'm saying, all right, what's the better landing uh. spot? I'll be like, I got a couple of big Jesus guys here in Carolina. I'm not going up to New York with all those heathens. I mean, I don't want to, 
You kidding me? I mean, come on. That's what he's probably saying. You mean like the quarterback room's going to be like a Bible study? Come it on. may be. No, I mean, it's... it kind of was back in Philadelphia with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles and Frank and all those guys. They won a Super Bowl. Yes, they did. Yes, so they did. that's probably yes. what the Frank's telling them. Be like, listen, we'll get this thing back together. Well, I'm not, sure, Super Bowl I'm not sure what the Panthers are doing, you know, because I haven't spoken to Frank literally in a week. He's been so busy trying to hire staff and everything else. I have no idea what they're doing. But, you know, you try to read the tea leaves. I Everything I read out of Carolina tells me that they want to draft a kid. And they may, you know, trade up to go get one. I'm not sure. But it also sounds like, you know, every coach wants a guy that they believe that they can win with. And, you know, I know that, you know, there's this whole idea about mercenary quarterbacks. I don't believe Derek Carr is a mercenary quarterback. I believe he's somebody's answer for the next five years. You know how like Denver really wanted a quarterback? They they had to have one because they hadn't had one since Peyton Manning. Yeah. So what they did is they went out and they traded for Russell Wilson and they gave him an ungodly contract because they were so desperate for a veteran presence at quarterback. And now they gotta they gotta pay you know Sean Payton to clean it up for him. Uh, so I. I mean, there's good one of these teams out there, whether it be the Jets, whether it be the, the Saints, the Panthers. Um, it could be, you know, it could be, I don't know, some team that we're not even thinking about is, is going to go all in for Derek Carr. I'm just not sure which one it is. But I will say that both Carolina and the Jets seems, seem to have the right coaching kind of staff to fit Derek Carr within their system. So that that's what it seems like to me. And I would also say the same thing about the Saints. Even though he basically has said, I, I'm not accepting whatever you're offering me yet because I want to get to free agency and find out what's out there for me. Now, the other thing with him, a free agency it, itself doesn't start until March, okay? Mm-hmm. However, for Derek Carr, the moment that he is released by the Raiders, he is allowed to become a an, a free a free agent immediately so he can start negotiating with these teams starting the moment that he is cut from the race. He doesn't have to wait until March 15th. Oh, really? No, he... he I he, didn't know that. Yeah, because of this quirky rule and the way that this contract is written and all this other stuff, he becomes an unfettered free agent immediately and can start negotiating immediately. So it's going to be fast and furious. And I, I, I if I were the Jets, I, I don't know when Aaron Rodgers is getting out of this box... I think it's going to be like the end of this week. I think he started right after the Super Bowl, and he's going to be in there four days. So that means he'll be out around Friday. So you see, I, I, <laughs> just think about what you just said. By the way, I know, I know that. I know, I know. Oh, so, oh, he's doing McAfee today, so he did not get in the so box. He's out yet. of the box. Uh, yeah, CeeLo says that he's doing McAfee today. He did not go in the box yet. Okay, all so right. So he's not in the box yet. Not in the box yet. So if he's not in the box yet, and we got to wait until he comes out of the box, then I think. You know, if you're the Jets, you can't sit around waiting to wait to see what he feels like when he comes out of the box. Now, personally, I would like to see Aaron Rodgers finish his career in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would like to see. You won't. Uh, you second want him feel, here. My, my second feeling is my second feeling is is that he's going to end up in Vegas. Okay. You wouldn't want him here. I just don't. Why do you say personally? Yeah, I, you want? I, I mean, I would want him here. It would be great. It would be great for. for no, I mean, I'm just saying, like, as a, a former NFL player. Okay. You know, who once thought that the grass would be greener somewhere else and found out it to be very different. Okay. I would say to him that he has a terrific coach in Matt LaFleur, I think. I, I don't but know. But does he have the roster that he wants? I, that's, I think that's the roster's the building. I think that they are a team that is smartly drafted and they are building, trying to fix their defense, and their defense is getting better. And I don't know. I just kind of feel like, yeah, I mean, you know, they'll 
dabble in free agency to a certain extent. But, you know, Aaron's got a huge number against their salary cap, and that really precludes them from going out and being uber aggressive and trying to, I say, uh, acquire a T. Higgins, if you will. Sure. Take a look at some of these guys, too, over the next few weeks. The guys that are Aaron Rodgers guys, David Bakhtiari, Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, Alan Lazard, guys that are either free agents or towards the end of their career. Yeah, they and, may end up getting booted. And if, if those guys come back, then that, I think, is a sign that he's coming back. If they either retire or move on or do something else, I would I would look into that and say that maybe he is going to either retire or do something else. Uh, would the Jets make a trade and then try to sign Bakhtiari? <laughs> I mean, this is all the... Yes, I think that they would yes, because yes. Nathaniel Hackett, they went out and got Nathaniel Hackett not only because of his experience, but directly because of his relationship with Aaron Rodgers, just like the Broncos did. And I also think now they're bringing in Todd Downing because he's available and he's got a relationship with Derek Carr. I mean, I, I really think that these moves are motivated by getting that big quarterback in here. So I would not be surprised at all if they went and got Bakhtiari and Cobb and Lazard. I mean, they, like, every, bring them all in. But I also say that if they are holding on to Zach Wilson, you know, and you're going after Derek Carr, then Derek that's Carr, bye by Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Derek Carr's not coming here. I don't believe for like two years. I mean, it's going to be like a three to four year deal. And maybe, maybe the maybe the Saints have offered him like a a three year hundred and you know, I think about this, hundred and twenty million dollars. That would be forty million dollars a year because that's what he's guaranteed uh, for by the Raiders. So that's where his starting number is, which is insane when you yeah. think about it. Now, let me ask you this question: Talk about quarterbacks. And their contracts. We just had a quarterback who may have had one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time and lost the game. Yep. And I don't think there's any question that everybody understands just how uh, Jalen Hurts has is, is, is thrust himself into being a top 10 quarterback in the league right now. And he has come out of nowhere. You know, he's a second-round draft choice. This is the end of his third year. He's got one more year left on his contract. There's no way especially with the way that he plays, that he is going to be stepping on that field next year under the contract terms that he's presently under. So he is going to receive a new contract. So if Daniel Jones is going to be getting, I don't know, somewhere between 30 and $35 million a year for his contract, how much is Jalen worth? Uh, Jalen Hurts worth? On the on the open market, and what are the Eagles going to have to pay him? Yeah, I mean, I think that forty million dollars is where it's going to start for him. Yeah, I mean, at forty to forty five at this point is where it's going to start for him. What's curious to me though is these massive roster that Howie Roseman built. So Jalen Hurts actually could play. Now, I know what you're going to say, and there's so many examples of it where guys get contracts before that last year because everybody else is getting the contracts. We saw it with all the wide receivers. You're going to again with T. Higgins this right, year. Right, so that, that happens a lot. But you know, Jalen Hurts technically still could play one more year. No way. He te- I said technically. Yeah, well, technically it doesn't mean anything. All right, so they just went to the Super Bowl, though, yeah, oh, yeah, with this roster. Right. So is there any way that Howie Roseman says... We were three points away from winning this Super Bowl. If we come back with this same team because you're not getting paid, maybe we can win the Super Bowl. No, but if you no, do, no, 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 now no, I got to no, cut no. this guy, that guy, this hey, guy, and this, this guy. This is the NFL, man. He and this this young man. If there's ever a guy in the NFL that deserves a major contract, it's Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles. And I don't care what anybody says. I mean, what he's been through, what he's had to prove, and he's had to go out there and he's had to do it on the field and. That performance in the Super Bowl, I went back and looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, he had one, really, if he, if he, they ended up scoring a touchdown, but 
You had Devontae Smith down the left sideline. He underthrew him a little bit. If he doesn't underthrow him, it's going to be an easy walk-in touchdown. But, I mean, he basically showed everybody that what he's worth. I mean, I, I don't, you know. And if this, they had won the game, this the star power would have been so much greater. Uh, but I, I still think he's getting a ton of respect. But just think about it. If he had uh, won that game, was a Super Bowl MVP, I mean, we'd be talking about him. Ah, where is he in the league? Is he a top three guy? Is he a top two guy? I mean, right? I mean he, deserves, he, does, he deserves to be. You know, uh, you know, right there with the top five guys in the league in terms of their salaries. I mean, I, I you know, I know he's not Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I'm not saying that, but I'm, but I am saying that, you know, they, and plus you got to remember, Philadelphia has just been burned or coming out of being burned by the Carson Wentz contract. But this kid is different than Carson. This kid is the unquestioned leader. He's got the respect of the locker room. Um, he's he play, he plays a brand of football that. I think if you played with him, you'd, you'd love every minute of playing with him. So he deserves a big, big deal. And the, and when you compare it to like Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones is going to get a big deal. It's got to be bigger than that. Yeah, of it course. It has well, to be bigger than that. Obviously. Come on. Or his agent isn't worth anything. Hi, Boring Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Super Bowl fun here on Boomer and Geo, and we've got CeeLo in with us this morning. Jerry is traveling with Rutgers. It is his busy time of year, so CeeLo joins us plenty. Good morning, Chris. What's happening over there, man? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Hey, the Knicks finally beat the Nets for a change. Brunson. Driving around Finney Smith with a floater in the lane, and it's good. 38 for Jalen Brunson as the Knicks start to pull away. 110-96, Knicks, 527 to go in the game. That is Chris Carino here on the fan as Brunson would finish with yeah, 40 points. Left the court to a big ovation, which if Evan stuck, Evan stuck around, he would have had to listen to. I believe he was uh, in the building last night for that game. Hoping big bong. Guess what? The Nets are no no longer anything anymore. Forget they're done. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I feel about it. Like, I wish I could have enjoyed this. I enjoyed it because, you know, Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart played great. But it's like I didn't really even care that it was the Nets because they're just not the Nets anymore. They're just not, they're not hateable. They're not anything. They're back to irrelevance. They're just an occupant of this city. There's nothing about them that's interesting. So I mean, you know, a good bunch of guys and yeah, everything. They have some These players. are root for. You know, they play hard. They show. They actually show up. Yeah, but okay. Um, you no, know, I'm and not, they, I'm and not they, they those cost guys. about you know one fifth of what the previous sure. maniacs uh, cost. And it would be hilarious if they, this group somehow got together and went on some unbelievable run yeah. and made it deeper in the playoffs. Oh, come on, than stop. Kyrie stop. Irving and Kevin Durant. That would be funny. But they're not going to. It's I, just that they're, they're back to being nothing. Yeah. I sent my boy Wally Zerbiak a text last night. He was doing the radio side. He did, you know, pregame. I guess he did postgame, I think. And I sent him a, a, a text. I said, listen, if the Knicks lose tonight, I'm coming down there and I'm going to punch you and Bill Pito right in the face. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Honestly. Can I get Bill's job if you do that? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to punch you both right in the face. You and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that to Mono McNutt, but I would definitely do it to, uh, sure. <laughs> to Wally and Pito. Yes. Boring. <laughs>
Hart. Right, yeah, but then he said, don't worry about it, they'll win tonight. And I said, okay, and we'll they see. Did, yes, Josh Hart with a season-high 27 off the bench to go along with the 40 that Brunson scored. Julius Randle at 18 and 10 as the Knicks did uh, beat the new-look Nets at the Garden. 124-106, it snapped a nine-game skid against Brooklyn. Villanova teammates reunited, second game together for Brunson and Hart. Here's the latter talking up his good buddy. He, he's um, a heck of a kid, he's respectful, he's um, a leader, he's everything you want and um, you know, your leader or someone you want to build a franchise around. Now they were together. Yeah, we know that, man. The kid guy is the kid. It's, well, he called him a kid. I know, but man, Jalen has turned into being... I, I thought it was good. I did. He's really been great. Good. He's yeah. been really good. Yes, he has. And he deserves to be in the All-Star game. I don't you know. I don't, so the crap and all this other stuff. This guy's actually every... He shows up every game, puts up points, puts up assists, doesn't turn the freaking ball over. He very, very well may end up in the All-Star game yeah. as a replacement. That's right. Obviously, you'll have guys that'll back Definitely out. Definitely earned it. Should be Injuries. replacing anybody. Should, he should have gotten voted in. I agree. If you tell me which who's Idiots. an All-Star on the Nick, him or Julius Randle, him. disrespect Definitely Julius Randle. Stop with the disrespect him, Julius Randle. This guy has yeah. the ball yeah. in his hands all the time, and he's the guy making all the decisions running the team. Different positions, I think, is ultimately why that ended up happening. Uh, anyway, Brunson and Hart were together for their... Post-game press conferences after Brunson said this about Hart when he was still on the court with MSG. He's a dog, like you said. He does whatever he wants out there. He makes plays. He impacts the game on both sides of the ball. So um, he's just big time. And I'm just happy he's here. And, uh, I mean, New York's going to love him. Got the love affair going between these two. Hart played 28 minutes. He was a plus 25 last night. Good night for the Nick bench. Emmanuel quickly. Isaiah Hartenstein had strong numbers in that category, too. Do you think if they fire Tom Thibodeau, they'll hire Jay Wright? <laughs> I don't think Jay Wright wants any part of this. Although Jim Dolan could pay him in a massive amount of money that could make him, you know, perk his eyebrow up. But yeah, I don't know, man. He uh, Jay Jay Wright's had an amazing career to get into this Knicks quagmire yeah. cesspool situation. Yeah, but I don't think it's a quagmire anymore. I kind of like, you know, it's always look, a quagmire. It always is. It yeah. always turns out to be something's no, going to no, happen. The quagmire of the Nets. The Nets for four years have been a quagmire that's, of just absolute total dysfunction. Four years. How many years are the Knicks going on now? Yeah, I understand I that, but I'm just saying we didn't spend, uh, you know, a half a billion dollars for nothing. Is Al okay? Uh, Al has not been in the in the control room for this entire segment. Is he having a yes? And usually he rushes back, so I don't play like you know the Who coming back. With <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go check. So. Yeah. Why don't you go check to see if <laughs> maybe he's locked out bathroom situation or something? I've never seen him not in the control room during a segment for this for long. This long, correct? Yeah. You know the amazing thing too is, is that oh. he was talking about his cocky immune system last week. Yes, he oh. was in your face. Well, wait a second. We don't know that he's pooping or puking. Oh, he's got to be pooping. Or puking. I mean, you're you're already flexing on him yeah, with his cocky immune. We don't have, not immune. Right. Well, no, it could be. I mean, he said with the the virus, he was saying that he didn't think he was going to get the norovirus out because of his yeah. cocky immune system. Mm. Remember you used to bring all that sickness in yourself? Yeah, have that, has that run through your house? Because it's in my house right now. Um, I Actually, it ran through me about a couple weeks before Christmas. Okay, yeah. all right. Very good. I didn't know it was this... You're usually, you know, patient zero. I didn't know it was this named virus. It just, I was fine, went to bed, similar to your story that I heard. Yes, and I just texted was, him, but of course his phone is right yeah. here, so okay. I'll, I'll be back. It was a bad scene for so about It was probably not on the toilet then, because if he was on the toilet, you usually bring your phone on it, at least I do. No, not not in this case. If he you were doing not, what no. I think he's probably doing right now, there's no way you're bringing your phone with you. You just don't. I'll, I'll uh... I'll go check around. Okay. You think he's getting violently ill right now? How was the uh, the warm-up show this morning? 
It was fine. He but everything said yeah, he wasn't he sweating fine. or anything? No, he seemed perfectly fine. Norm, in fact, he got on his big up on his high horse about the vaccines again. He and Eddie had a little exchange about that. He was bringing out the receipts and the break, looking back at Fauci videos and yeah, stuff. Yeah, this is what happens when there's no sports that Al is interested in. Yeah, welcome to Tuesday after the Super Bowl. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. It goes back to his 2021 <laughs> COVID vaccine takes. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, he was talking about how members of Bruce Springsteen's band, COVID, is going through that group and yeah. how they're liberal and the vaccines and all that. So <laughs> I did. Uh, I just I, I kind of sat back and let him and Eddie exchange some, some shots. All right, Eddie is back. Al is not. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. We've got a developing situation here. Yes, it seems like it. He's got, <laughs> he's got a smirk on yeah, his face. Yeah, I know. He definitely has a smirk on his face. <laughs> Nothing uh, in the bathroom. He's down the hall with Spike. Oh. oh. And it looks like it's a, not heated, but Ooh. it's engaged. I, I didn't listen or interrupt. I did hear a slight raised voice. Oh. About the vaccines and the war. That I don't know. <laughs> did Spike come in here to talk nope. to you guys no. first? Nope. Oh, boy. He actually just came in, you know, when he walked in, you know, still a little sleepy, and I was asking where Jerry was, so nothing was brought up. So that's why you're smirking. I love it. You, <laughs> you saw exactly what you wanted to see. <laughs> no, no, no. I have no idea what the... It could be about anything. Oh, okay. All right. I got oh. a greeting from Spike this morning. You did? I did. Oh, very nice. So, see, not the norovirus. You were, you were hoping for norovirus there, yeah. Boomer. Well, I, I don't hope this on anyone, but the way that he talks yeah. about his immune system and everything. You do want to see him. Right, exactly. It's like a, it's like a football player or a basketball player that's too cocky about their team going exactly. into it. Like, and then you want to flex in their face when they lose. I'm going to jam it right in your face. Jam yeah. it up his the immune A-gap. system may be fine, but it's also a function of how he lives. I was going to say, yeah. he goes no, home and work. Right. That's it. And yeah, no, but he was with around. us. At, but he was with us. True. You know, at Radio Row or Media Row, whatever the hell they're calling it these days. And so he was exposed to different things. Yeah, but he was at a distance. I mean, his greatest danger was in the plane, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah without a doubt. So you uh, said it's going through your house? Yeah, Sabrina's not, got it. Not you, though. Not me yet. Not me or Gina, which is How a miracle is at this point. I don't know, because she was. we've been with her 24-7. We've been taking care of her. We've been diligent, you know, with washing our hands and everything, but I just, it hasn't happened yet, which is, yeah, you know, it's been, I'm, but I've been all right, and I was all right with him, too, the day after, so, I, so far, I mean, it, at any point today, you could see me running out of here sweating, because <laughs> it comes on you like that, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Like, there's no real warning no, other than, no. like, you just start, so, I mean, it, like, 8 o'clock today, it could hit me. You so. could be driving on the LIE, and it could hit you, you have to pull <laughs> over and throw your head out. Just <laughs> happened to me once. Oh, yeah. It's I, I actually had, I had a doctor's appointment, that just a regular doctor's appointment, felt totally fine, went in there. Left in the car and all of a sudden was sweating profusely. Stomach had to pull over on the side of the road and throw up. Might not just be your head you're throwing out the window either. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's a big problem. Yeah. See, that was. I know you never have that issue. No, no. I well, I did the other night. Yeah, but you were in the hotel at least. Right. Thank God that shower was right in front of me. That would have been a test of your superpower, actually. (laughs) It would have been. I don't think you would have been able to pass. There was no. There was no way that I could stop happening. What happened (laughs) on Wednesday night? Um, yeah, that's uh, definitely what I had in December. I just didn't know it had a name. I just figured it was like a stomach food poisoning. Oh, yeah, the norovirus. Food. Yeah, the I old did. norovirus. Yeah. yeah, it was rough. Right. In and out, right 24 you. hours, and away Oof. you go. And away you go was right. Very good. Uh, Nets will host the Heat tomorrow night. The Knicks are in Atlanta to visit the Hawks Wednesday. You had 11 NBA games uh, last night. Defense optional. One out of 22 teams failed to score 100 points. 
How about that? Wow. I'm Eight. getting ready for the All-Star game. Yeah, exactly. Eight of the 11 games went over the total. You had three 40-point games. Brunson, we heard about already. Dame Has that been a trend? I have not bet a lot of NBA this year. The over has been a trend this Maybe. regular season. I just happened, when I pulled up the scores this morning, I saw how many games there were, and there was only one team that did not reach triple digits. I was like, okay. That about sums it up. A lot yeah. of three-pointers being shot, obviously. I know Jerry talks about that quite a bit. Uh, so Lillard and Donovan Mitchell, the other 40-point games. In Dallas, home debut for Kyrie with the Mavs. Now, he had a career-high 26 in the fourth quarter alone to get the Mavs within striking distance, but then the uh, final possession didn't go so well. A three would tie the game. Pinson puts the ball in play, and it's tipped into the backcourt. Luka beats McDaniels to it, and now he's got it in the backcourt. Up ahead to Kyrie. He stops. He fakes a shot. Now Luka throwing back to Kyrie. A pump fake. Steps to the defense. Lost the ball. Thrown up ahead to Kyle Anderson, and it's all over. Oh, Valley Sports as they fall to the Timberwolves, 124-121. Just to go to show it's early on, obviously, for him being in Dallas. After the game, he was all smiles. He was apologizing to the fans for not getting a shot up. You know, it was, I should have done more. I should have done better. Well, they were trying so hard to keep this team together yeah, and galvanize yeah, right. it. Exactly. I mean, there were two options there. Obviously, you know, after he put the ball on the floor when he had the one defender in his face, he could have hucked it up there. And then to give it back to Luca right there, because I know there's a defender to get him the ball and have him make one of his miracle shots. Because like it's a three-point game. You See, take, him, him driving in addition to the guy, I mean, that's not going to do anything. Yeah. With two seconds to go when you're down three. So See, yeah, that's was the horrible. problem here. See, now you have two guys that can take the ball at the end of the game as opposed to just one guy yeah. making like some fantastic shot that Luca's been making all week all year long. So that that's that's kind of an issue that they gotta work through. Gotta figure yeah. it out. Didn't they uh, didn't they have Luca shoot uh, a ball the other night and he missed? Maybe one in a final yeah, at the, yeah, the final possession. I think it, I think they did. Well, I would hope that he would have the ball in almost every final. No, I mean no, no, because uh, while well, Kyrie had it before, I this guess Luka was hurt. West. Maybe. Yeah, well, he for his first game, Doncic was out, and then right. they played. I want to say in California the other night, and they lost. They had, but Doncic's oh, it was fun. You know, it's going to be great. Yeah, they lost their last two games. Yeah, they're yeah. over two together, but it's early on. Now they introduced him to the Dallas media before the game, um, and there's a little taste a little preview of what i'll have to come throughout the course of the morning uh, as far as what Kyrie said oh man i would love to be well liked by everybody <laughs> oh man how the world would be so perfect for me uh that's just not that's just not it you know it's just not it there's a lot to get to i mean he'll piss base. off everybody in dallas yeah. too, so don't i'm with Kyrie. yeah but <laughs> I, I think what we should do as nick fans now is we should try to see if we can get luka Doncic out of there because he's oh. going to be totally unhappy <laughs> That's a great idea. I had not thought he about just that. Rubber seal. He put a stamp of approval on the trade. I get to give it a month. Oh, yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? You see how this works with him? No, wait a second. He hadn't even said, played with him yet. Okay, well, what time frame are we talking? Are you talking about this summer? Yes. That's yes. all it's going to take. It's going to be a big flame out in the postseason. He's going to be like, listen, it's either. But here's the problem Kyrie's not signed. They're not going to get rid of yeah. Luka Doncic. It's not like Kyrie. So it's well, just they're going to have to sign uh, you know, Kyrie to a super max extension that goes out like. Like a super max extension with bird rights that goes for like nine years. No, no they can't do that. Million a, in the offseason, that's a f the four, four year, year deal. deal. Yeah. yeah, so this is what you need. You need them to have some uh, success in the postseason, sign Kyrie, and then things go haywire in the middle of next season. Right. And Luka Doncic go full NBA psycho to get himself out of there. <laughs> that would be the thing. And then get to New York. That would be the thing.
By the way, Al's still not back. Still not this back. Must there. Be some conversation there. I mean, this is the we are in our sixth year of Boomer and Geo. I've, I've never ne- seen this. This is this is I've never one time. I mean, I'm saying like Al would be. So, I would look up. He'd be back in ten seconds every single time during the show. Here's it's what crazy. I'm hoping for now. So this has your attention. It's percolating. You're obviously going to get to the bottom of it. I'm sure you'll discuss some of it on air. And then I want to have another Geo Spike confrontation on air. He'll come in and get annoyed that you're talking about it on the air. Probably. You guys can go back. That's your area. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually nervous right now. I'm a little, like, I'm a, I have a little bit of anxiety over uh, this. I don't, no, I don't think there's any. They're just having maybe a difference of opinion about something. It could have nothing to do with anything that relates to the show. Or no, it has sports. to have something to do with the show. It has to have 100%. something to do with the warm-up show, whatever the hell you guys are talking about this morning. Great, this will be late at my feet in about 10 minutes, I'm right. sure. It's going to be CeeLo. Common show. denominator. What was out of whack? No Jerry. Who CeeLo started the co- CeeLo couldn't keep Al in order. Got no. out of control. Who started the conversation? Was it Al or was it you? Yeah, yeah of you think, you think CeeLo's coming in with his vaccine <laughs> takes? Come on, that long as you know so this guy. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to... I don't you know, know that it's about that. Right. I'm just but trying to think said, of, I'm trying listen, to think of what was different deal. about I mean, this morning. That I mean, if CBS Sports Network could take a shot at Al's chair right now. This chair is empty. And, you know, as a somebody who's been here... For 16 years. I mean, like, I need direction <laughs> from my producer. Like, I know. Where is he? Absentee. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling oh, naked yeah. right now. What is going on? It started when he was talking about the Bruce concert and then yeah, how right. a exactly. few of the Bruce people uh, in the band have had uh, COVID. And, and they've that. had all their boosters and all their shots. Right. right. And right. they keep advocating yeah. for more yeah. boosters yeah. and more <laughs> shots and everything else. Yeah. started with him telling me he was going to maybe take a road trip to one of these shows. Yeah. So I was like, well, which location? He goes, I think North Carolina. I'm like, what are you going to do? In, why North Carolina? What are you going to do? I don't know. Just drive just there, drive see the show. Drive back. Drive yeah, back. What, is, what is that? And I don't think it was his intent to, to get into it. It just, that's where his mind went. Mm-hmm. And uh, there you go. Next thing you knew, Eddie and Al were... Right. No, no, Eddie did not. Eddie was just like, yeah, okay. No, whatever. you guys... There was, I just said... They, he, he, I just said... I don't think they it. said what he right. said they said. Correct. And, and, then, and then he's like, oh, they absolutely did. And then he spent the rest I, of the show during the breaks trying to find the evidence and never did. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else important we need to know? Uh, You guys covered Todd Downing. And yes, Rogers, the darkness thing did not start yet. He's going on McAfee today. And then I guess later, because he said after the Super Bowls, I think people just assumed, oh, it must be Monday then. But it could be any time after the Super Bowl. Well, so so today does the McAfee thing, and then yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe Saturday. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, we'll find if out. I'm sure the last four, four days. Yeah, but yeah. this is one of the, the darkness. <laughs> this is one of the issues we talked about with the Jets and Rogers. Is you can't wait around. Because you have no ideas going in the darkness thing. Then might you go, might take another trip. It's like you need, you need an answer here. Like I was saying, Aaron Rodgers knows no darkness like being the Jet quarterback. So, <laughs> uh. Time for Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Al Dukes is back with us. That was the longest stretch of time. He was not in the control room since I have been here. Boomers. Except for a few poopy times, but that no. doesn't count. But even then, I mean, he, he was gone for that entire segment. CeeLo started at like 22 after and went all the way to 38 and he wasn't in the studio. So I, I even the poopy times, I think he's come back. And he has rushed back. So, and uh, there is the video of Al going back into the chair that yes. CBS Sports that <laughs> actually ran back. Um, so, uh, so he's okay. No norovirus. Just a little bit of a conversation with Spike over some company things. Nothing that's all that 
interesting to anybody who's listening right now. But uh, oh, bad vegan. We like to. Ar- I love to argue about podcasts. So that's what we were going back and forth about podcasts. And did you feel like you came out of that having Spike understand your point? Because usually it doesn't happen. Oh yeah, no. I think but Spike and I are good at arguing with each other. Not really arguing, just discussing. He's good. He laughs at me a lot when I say things with based on nothing he he does laugh at me sometimes which is funny <laughs> yeah no he's good he's definitely a good arguer I he would. is now you went back there to assess the situation yourself yeah like a sheriff i did i said uh dude we, we got a job you got a job get your ass back in your seat what are you doing you just missed an entire segment that's unacceptable well, especially since i have to write up what happened that segment yeah. well we <laughs> talked about you, you. not being here so. uh, <laughs> And I, I filled in for you on oh. the Jackpocket app, uh, Reed. Oh, yeah, you, really. you have responsibilities. You know that, right? Reed, that is correct. Right. So we have docked your pay for that particular right. job. You, you can't, you can't, like, just, uh, you know, well, you've never done it before in 16 years. So I, I, I mean, I don't really know how to react to it, you know? So I was just, uh, wanted to go back there and make sure everybody's all right. I was going to, you know, basically get in, in between, like, two pit bulls fighting back there. Yeah. But, you know, when you oh, think about one weighs really. 130 pounds and the other weighs 150 pounds, I don't think I'd. That- have to worry about that i just love like i love i like transparency in numbers and we don't get that in our industry at all which stinks well digitally especially right Digitally, even radio you yeah. know radio ratings you know right it's the, always been strange yeah from the like, days of the diaries now to right. who has the meters and everything else that's always been a strange thing yeah. but now when you feel like there's a way more tangibly to get these numbers digitally streaming numbers downloads and all of that it's still very cloudy right i want all number like th- that's what I was saying. Like I love about YouTube is you can look at a video and it'll tell you how many views you have. You if we tweet a video of you doing jumping jacks, I could see how that right. does. Everyone can see how it does. So many other things in the industry is not like that. Yes, especially when you're talking about podcasting right. and how those numbers are achieved and how people are paid based on those yeah. things. And I'm very passionate about it, so I like to right. talk about and, it. And there can't be a true resolution because I was like, well, what are the numbers? Well, we can't give you the numbers or don't have the numbers. <laughs> well, what are you paying them? Well, we can't tell you about it. <laughs> and then it's just the argument. Around and around you go. There you go. Yeah, because yeah. uh, CeeLo said it was a heated conversation. No, Eddie said it. Oh, Eddie said it. Uh, well, it was not heated, heated, but it was, uh, you know. Animated. Was, uh, uh, yes. Animated. There you go. Thank you. Animated you know? and heated could be the same thing. Could you know, be. Like, you know, when you're, when, you're, when you're really animated and you're moving your hands around, that, that's part of being heated when you're discussing something with somebody that you disagree with. Passionate is what I would say. Yeah, well, it's passionate. There you go. And I was told, I'm okay. It's fine. And, you know, got the hand and, like, you know, so I quickly left when I. Right. But just so you know, your reputation is that you're always here. You're always locked in. So when you were gone for that amount of time, you know, it was like something must be wrong. Right. There Understood. Has, there has to be something. I never in a segment look up and not see Al for more than right. 10 and seconds. And I'm always excited. Oh, maybe I'm going to get a chance to play a rock from the 60s. <laughs> and then as soon as the thing is ending, Al come back. And then I don't get a chance to play it. Because Al always plays the music. But I was noticing that he wasn't there. And I'm like thinking and I'm like listening to CeeLo and I'm looking back and then eddie finally goes should i check on him <laughs> so we were all thinking the same thing like what the hell's happening we thought norovirus we, well you thought that me. was the first thought yeah you wanted norovirus you were rooting for norovirus yeah i thought i was getting it the other day it was uh, my stomach was feeling a little weird but i fought right through it 
immune system fought right through. That there cocky immune system stepping up again. Yeah, you keep, keep messing with the money, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Don't touch the neurovirus money. Uh, I was also privy to a conversation that interested me between uh, Eddie Scazzari and Stephen Waldron about what is allowed to be played in the old school Al Duke's Valentine's Day uh, drops or the, the rejoins, rather. You know how Al does that for Earth yeah, Day, yeah, yes. Valentine's Day, and those things. So one of them was deemed not good for 2023. Well, we lose we in all of these tips that are from like 2008, 2009. Every year we lose another one. Yeah, we're out here and go probably not this year. So, which is interesting though, because you're the type of guy who is not generally afraid of those things. Like even with CeeLo this morning, and CeeLo was trying to back away from the vaccine stuff. You're like, why not? You've got an opinion on it. You've got a differing opinion. So I'm surprised that you're now the gatekeeper of the, uh, I guess, the political correctness when it comes to the Valentine's Day tips. Well, I'm sensitive to what is sensitive now. Now you can yell about the vaccine. No one cares. Two years ago, if you yelled about the vaccine, you'd be thrown off. Now there's different. Body shaming things are no good, so those are off the list. If there's a perceived, you know, I just know like today, February 14th, 2023, these are the things people are upset yeah, about. Yeah, like if you were to like, you know, want to guess the weight of people who rode a horse and make fun of them. The, oh, oh, wait a minute. That happened. <laughs> it did. But you're men. That's allowed. That's also an excellent point. And also, oh. I, I, I think it's funny myself, so I don't care. Yeah. All right, so this one is out that you guys were talking about. I would about. play it 100%, but I'm always not the best. But it's Al's voice, so he's the one who probably doesn't want to deal with the backlash. Yeah, when here's the thing, you go risk-reward. Yeah, but where's the backlash coming from? Like, you know, I yeah. mean, about about a, a stupid, <laughs> uh, sarcastic, satirical... And it's obviously comedy. Comedy that bit? That doesn't matter. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I was watching a... Uh, uh, show uh, involving comedians now and they're saying how they're ramping it up now like they are can collectively ramping up their politically incorrect stand-up co comedian you know yeah. stand-up uh, routines pendulum is swinging back you're saying no, the point being is like and, I, and a, a number of them have said look nobody is taking comedy away from us i don't care who you are what you think you are who how you think you control our voices and our freedom of speech you're just not doing it and collectively, I think anybody obviously who has Instagram knows that, you know, when you see the stand-ups and you see the bits from the stand-ups, they're completely, you know, so far over the top now is, is that, like, comedians are saying, you're not telling us to stop. Yeah. You're just not. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're offended. You're not offended. We offend everybody. We're, we're an equal opportunity offender. Absolutely. This is what I say when people get on me for uh, some of the voices. I say, find me a voice that I can do that I'm not doing uh, because, uh, you know, I'm not singling things out. It's just if someone's got a voice I can impersonate, I do it. Um, yeah, okay. So I, I would love to hear these things. What if we did it under the guise of this is just really bad for 2023? Like, we know this could offend some people. No, I'm, uh, I'm not okaying it. <laughs> so if you guys play it, it's on you. I, I, you know, since I've been hearing these things for like 15 years, I'm trying to think about what it, what it was. It had to be really funny then, right? I think it's funny. What Eddie was saying to Steven was funny. Oh, okay. He's like, and this one's out. Can't do this. Oh, God. It was, it, it is, I mean, it's, okay. oh, I'll tell you off the air. Here's quick right. turner.
That's what it was. That's. And no one told me I can't play it. I'm just thinking of my own of the own sensitivity. Just about the headaches. I understand. I do understand that part of it. The, the risk reward thing is like, hey, we have a couple of laughs, but if someone did get offended, whatever, then it's a problem, right? It's a problem for him. I don't want to give him a problem. He's already had problems today from Spike busting his balls over podcast yeah, yeah, numbers. Nobody gets offended about anything that we do. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And that is literally from 2008. Yeah. Is this the first time you've nixed this one? Did we no. play this one last year? No. We did not. All right, so the last year we played it probably, would you say, since I've been here? 18, 19? Maybe, and it was might have been like, I just did it without asking. <laughs> probably. <laughs> There's a great one. Sometimes they get uh, dropped because they're no longer relevant. Yeah. Like there was a Father's Day tip from like 2008 where I was talking about you might have to get them something expensive like a DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> right, which doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. Oh, that's awesome. 